Hi, everybody. And welcome to That's Life, where we are about to start Season 7, and I can't even believe I'm speaking those words. Yoni is like, yeah, no joke. I can't believe it either. Good morning, folks. Thanks for listening. I am Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, general manager here at the Nahum Siegel Network. For the past six years, going on seven years, Yoni, I mean, my anniversary is coming up with Steven. Somehow or another, this seems, I don't know. More monumental. I feel like I've been here <laughs> since season one at this rate. It's just like dog years. Yeah, yeah. Dog years. I hear you. I hear you. Well, you know, you're the biggest. I'm not going to say the biggest joke. But we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> that was about to what come out mean? wrong. Yeah. Exactly. Not the biggest joke at all. But the fact that you're still here yeah. is obviously a punchline. Good morning, folks. Thanks for listening. Um, we really appreciate you tuning in today and every other day. Frankly, Thursdays are exciting here at the network. That's for sure. Um, I'm joined by Yoni, who is behind the board of Rummy. Thank you for all your help, as always, at our new home office in Jerusalem. Well, not in Jerusalem, in Israel. Super exciting to have everyone working on both sides of the pond. Yeah, the big joke about Yoni, and I know that's a terrible, terrible sentence, honestly. Uh, The big joke about Yoni is that when we had hired Yoni, it was for six weeks. Yoni was specifically told at his job interview, which frankly wasn't a job interview, it was a conversation. It was a conversation. Um, we were to- we told you specifically um, that you would be hired for six weeks, and this was before Paris. Right. We needed more hands here at the network, and we were we told you, otherwise known as I told you, mm-hmm. you will not be going to Paris. Right. But but just have my passport ready. Right at all times. Right. Which is which I've learned to be that you know that's exactly the most important thing. Right. <laughs> right. If you need to know what it takes to work here at the Nahum Siegel Network, you need to always have a passport at the ready. Yeah, I think mine ends is expires like the twenty twenty three. So I think we're good. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You should be fine. Um, please God, you should be fine. But uh, yeah, because we never know where we're going to be. And frankly, we just added another trip. Literally at the beginning of this week, we just added another trip onto the schedule. So somebody, I ran into Alan Shulman yesterday. Shout out to Alan. I ran into Alan Shulman yesterday at Gourmet Glot. And Alan says to me, so where are you traveling to next? I'm like, Alan, (laughs) you should just, (laughs) just hold on. Because October is going to be insane. And I'm already exhausted and nothing's happened yet. Anyway, let's do a fortune cookie. we got a lot going on here at the studio. We have a lot going on during the live lunch, as Malcolm mentioned this morning on JM and the AM. Uh, Gabe Geller is going to be joining us from Kedem um, specifically because, and I'm, I'm really dancing into dancing into Hasanas right now, it's International Cabernet Sauvignon Day. Um, yes, which, yay for us, for sure. So we invited Gabe Geller from Kedem to join us here at the studio. We were informed that every day at Kedem is Cabernet Sauvignon Day, <laughs> which I certainly appreciate, but it's certainly not that way here at the Nakamu Skill no, Network. No, it's not. No. Maybe maybe this week it has been. Yeah. Yes, maybe. Fair, fair point there, Yoni. <laughs> maybe this week it has been. But in general, it's not. Right. So Gabe will be joining us during the live lunch. Also, we have some giveaways during the live lunch. It's a nice way to um, to get people excited for Season 7. I think so. Yeah, it's good stuff. So let's do the fortune cookie, yeah. and then we will go to the other national holidays. There's a lot going on. And then we have our guest. It's a packed show. Packed show, as always. Yeah. 
It is a pet show, and I just want to—I just want to preview to you that okay. I have some fun stuff for you during the live lunch. Oh gosh, yes, be bad. fun for me and you, or just fun for you and everybody. And it's okay, fun, fun, for for everybody. fun for everybody. Fun for everyone—that's usually a good combo. Exactly. Um, I went with um, one of my kids this week to to have dinner with my mom um, while she's in rehab. Which sounded terrible the way that just came out. Yeah. yeah but anyway, you know what I mean. Um, and um, I said something about, I said, I was like giving out all the food. I said, here, you get this. I said, you get a fork and knife. I get a fork and knife. And my son goes, you get a fork and knife. <laughs> and you get a fork and Oprah knife. Style. Exactly. It was super funny. Anyway, uh, fortune cookie. What you will discover will be yourself. All right. All right, fine. Yeah. Yeah, right. I didn't pick that one. No. That was my fault. National holidays, interna- international Cabernet, Cabernet Sauvignon Day. God, I hope Gabe did not hear me just <laughs> butcher that. Um, it's also um, International Whale Shark Day. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't whale know that was a thing. What is a whale? Sh- it, no, no. It's, it's one thing. No, no, no. It's two words. Not whales and sharks. No, yeah. whale shark. Did you whale know, shark. I don't know if you heard about this, but in Boston Harbor, it seems that the residents of Boston are having a phenomenal time because all of these whales have come into the harbor. And so there was a tremendous amount of whale watching. But not shark. Okay. I don't know about the sharks. Right. I'm just saying that the whales are somehow or another participating yeah, cool. in Whale Shark right, Day. Cool. Do you know why they're hanging out in in Boston Harbor? Mm, Boston. I don't know. Because there's food. It seems that the longer you feed them, they'll stay in Boston Harbor. Who knew? Um, It's National Grief Awareness Day. It's National Toasted Marshmallow Day. Interesting. Nice. Um, And then it's National... You're going to have to help me with this. I don't even know what this means. It's National Holistic Pet Day. You got nothing. Uh, What's a holistic pet? Got nothing. I I mean, I'm I'm not even trying to be funny. Did you Google it? No, because I'm just talking to you. But um, I don't even know how to spell it. W H? No, H O L I S T I C. That's one word. Holistic pet is two words, the same way whale shark is two words. Holistic pet? Yeah, I don't know. Even Google doesn't want to answer me. See, you know what? The, one of the really haha funny things about Google is that the way the search engine works is that let's say, for example, you go on Amazon and you're searching for something, you want to buy something or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it goes through all these. Um, um, algorithms, right? Yeah. And it gets saved in your whatever right. it is. Okay. So if you happen to be doing research about cancer, yeah. then somehow or another, you will then get an ad alert that cancer is on sale either at Amazon or Target or I, something. I don't and, know what that means. Yeah. Because you know, you can like. I, no, I understand that. But. Right. But of course, because the algorithm doesn't always work. Right. Right. So somehow, you know, there, there's a, I would say there's a loss of, um, Something gets lost in translation, so to speak, in terms of where you need these websites to go and where they end up. Um, what you just got? You found out. I'm about just th- like looking at this holistic pet. Right. Thing. I don't I know what a holistic pet is. Yeah. If you're a holistic pet owner, do me a favor and just message us or uh, comment on the app. But there is an underlying conversation here in terms of health and and caring for others that I um, that inspired me to invite. Harriet Blank to join us today on the air. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network and Director of OHEL's Geriatric Services, Harriet Blank, joins us from uh, from the heart of Brooklyn, am I right? No, actually right now I'm in the heart of Far Rockaway, but <laughs> I will be going to Brooklyn after I speak with you guys. Well, that's great and I thank you for joining us and shout out to everyone in Far Rockaway. Yay, Far Rockaway. Yay, Far Harriet, I appreciate you taking the time to speak to us this morning. I had specifically asked you 
to discuss what has been known as the Oreo generation, um, which, as I joked with somebody this morning, has actually nothing to do with cookies. It has nothing to do with Oreos. It has to do with the generation which is raising kids and caring for parents at the same time. Um, I wonder how much of OHEL's geriatric services, besides meeting the needs of the geriatric uh, population really tends to turn towards those in the in the Oreo this the the cream shall we say in the Oreo cookie when you are focusing your programming okay it's a good question and one of the things I want to say is we sometimes change the word not just cookies but we're making them triple decker sandwiches ah because what you're really finding is that someone will call us who's taking care of their parents and their children and themselves. And this, and there's even a grandparents for some people that are still alive. So it's like triple deckers that we're caring, we're up, we're down, we're all over the place. And it's really squeezing people then to become an Oreo, like just to become that nice, that nice icing, really flat and little. So we are finding actually many more calls. In general, older adult calls are now almost... 20% of all calls to OHEL have to do with dealing with older adults and parents and wow. family members, which that is a huge jump in numbers. And um, so what we, when we look for programming, we look for different kinds of programs that we're doing here because some of it is just going out and speaking. How do you choose? Because that's really where the issue becomes. How do I take care of everybody? Right. How do I take and care of everyone? How that do I take care of my mom who's in rehab when this, this is after camp, and my children are now home, <laughs> and they need school supplies, and they need to be entertained. And, oh, by the way, I might even have a job, and it's Erev Yuntif. Right. That sounds, that sounds about right. Is it harder, yeah, yeah. Is it harder today, do you think, than, than, let's say, for the previous generation to take care of aging parents? I think what's happening is it's different, and what's different about it is, A, First of all, women do work and are much more out of the house. Second of all, we spread, you know, I had a mentor who said, I gave my children roots and wings. So as people have moved away from living like in multi-generational households, it has had an impact on what's going on. People are also living longer. That is the truth. Mm. You know, we were talking to someone where, um, I was talking to a colleague who said, I used to think 60 was old, and now I see 60 isn't anywhere near old, and we're still working and doing things. So that has an impact for us. And then the economics. There's really less resources and services. You have to think about where the older person is, where the younger person is. where and There's just so many stresses on us that I don't know that it's harder in terms of, you know, the, the reasoning behind it. We always want to be caring and loving and provide the best, but we don't have the ease and the resources together. And even insurances, in order to get help, it's no longer just a phone call away. You have to fill out forms and paperwork. So all these things actually are impacting on the way we are caregiving. So for us, let's say at OHEL, we had a support group for four years for caregivers mm. out in the Far Rockaway Five Towns area. We put it on hiatus. It's going to be opening. We're going to restart it after Yuntif. for And it's like you meet every other week because 
from each other we get good advice. Right. You know, it's led by a social worker, but with each other we're able to see how do you help, how do you negotiate. I mean, one of my classic examples was the aide, I think, took too many grapes. She was stealing grapes, but she's a great aide. But what do I do? And the and the, the clients, I'm saying the caregivers themselves, and we do call them caregivers because care, not caretakers. Anyone who works with mm. me knows that. Caretakers take care of grass. Caregivers take care of people. <laughs> I and, got it. And if you're an, you're an English person, just the word itself has a different connotation. No, uh, uh, and we will be starting this group up in Brooklyn, God willing, again, after Yance, if we got a little bit of money. Because, again, like everything else, we need money in order to run some of these programs. So we're going to be starting this in Brooklyn. Um, I think that you just get calls also in saying, how can I keep my parents happy? How can I come up with things for them to do so that I'm better or they refuse help or that, you know, these kinds of questions. Right. Well, I was going to ask you actually whether I was going to ask you actually whether or not you felt that the that the Internet and uh, has its pluses or its and it's or its minuses in this case, meaning we have um, families that are located around each other. Kids have moved back to their communities, etc., and so parents and grandparents are all, you know, living in the same area, so to speak. But then you have children who have made Aliyah, and the parents are back in New York or somewhere else, and so families are are more spread out. They're not as centrally located to each other. So, does the prospect of the internet involved in our lives make it easier for families to live, a, quote unquote, apart and still care for those parents, or do we rely on too heavily to take the place of the caregiver in, in many instances? So since I'm Jewish, the answer is yes and no, and, but more highly that we're using it well. I think, and that's something that we can teach, and we can teach multi-generationally, and I give this example. The reason I'm saying no is this, if we become so self-reliant, we forget about the Internet, we forget about human touch. Mm. And human touch is important for everybody, whether you're young or old. Right. So that's where we sometimes have to be careful of that potential trap. But I give an example because it's one of my favorite examples. We did this last year. We have a grant where we see clients at home. We see an older person at home. And this woman was really depressed. She said, I don't see my family. I know they're busy, but I can't get out. I can't go to my friends. They live in different places. One family member actually did make Aliyah. And the person, the social worker who actually was a student said, I see you have a computer. Have you thought about using the computer to stay in touch? She said, no. So the person taught her how to be, go on Facebook. Mm. And now she's friends with all her grandchildren and great-grandchildren and cousins and relatives through Facebook. Interesting. And her depression went from being sky high to low. So FaceTime also gives the same benefit to Correct. seniors. And we taught her how to do that. We all taught her how do you get on to shows that are interesting to you using the computer. How can you then send emails to we organize a calendar? Because back to the original thing I said, you are the, you are the daughter taking care of your mom as well as your kids. Do you have a WhatsApp group together? Do you have a shared calendar? I can give the example when you feel a, a caregiver feels pushed versus going to the sitter play or going to get school supplies. Like, how do you choose? 
Right, 100% how do you choose. Harriet Blank joins us. She is director of OHEL's Geriatric Services. She joins us here on That's Life as we discuss the Oreo generation. There's something about the Oreo as the symbol of this struggle and the cream in the middle potentially squished into oblivion um, that I that I happen to enjoy personally because sometimes... Okay. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I was just going to say, because sometimes when you are the cream in the middle um, and you, you know, if you continue the metaphor, you separate the two cookies and you're torn between and half of you is on one cookie and half of you is on the other. And then you think about the other way people eating it by smushing the two cookies together. And so you're coming out on all sides. And then there's, of course, the dunking of the Oreo where you just completely drown. So there's... (laughs) I, I'm sort of looking at this as as the as the cream. This is not a good situation. There is no way for you as the cream to survive. <laughs> so, so I'm going to say how you can survive. So Great. Part of it is when I said the idea of who do you choose. Sometimes you have to see, prioritize, and we do this all the times in our life. If it was a doctor's appointment that took six months to make, you might have to take it, or if the person is in a medical emergency. But take that sitter play. It's a once-in-a-lifetime event. Mm. A once-in-a-lifetime event is really important. You right. might not think it's important, but it is important. It's important to you. It's important to you as the cream, using your metaphor, to survive. And it's important to the child and ultimately would be important to the parent. It might not feel that way in the minute or in the moment, as we say, but over time and with discussion, and all this is about discussion, how do you choose, how do you pick? And, again, because you using the cream, you don't want to just drown. You don't want to take time. Right. You don't want to say there's no time for me. And we talk about part of the reason I think a support group is so important and so vital, and a support group could be as formal as coming every other week. We could, we've talked about possibly doing an Internet, um, a support group online or via tech, you know, like a, um, a web webinar kind of a support group because people do live all over and are busy, right. and sometimes you actually can't get out of your house, but you can maybe say, I'm going to take 40 minutes and go into my bedroom and close the door, who can give you advice, help, and give you a breath. And that's what it is, breath for yourself. If you don't take care of the cream, the cookie will drown. What happens if the cookie dissolves and falls apart? then there's nothing on both sides. Right, 100%. And the point is that you need a crisis. I mean, when do we normally get calls? We get calls when a person is in crisis. This isn't something that people become a caregiver for my parents as well as for my children and grandchildren. So, again, we recognize that, so you need to have things in place right away. And, you know, again, I have been doing this for a long time, so I have many stories, but I always talk about how when you do these kinds of talks, and we do go to shuls and synagogues and and we go to senior centers and we talk about these issues, people, and I've done this in Harlem and I've done this in Borough Park, and they all say, how do you know my family? <laughs> you know my brother who comes in from California or is Exactly. And it's... I said, because it's universal, right. and I think that that's the importance of the caregiver support group that you learn through the night, as I say, get you through this, because... It's an important stage, and it is a this stage. Mm. It doesn't always feel that way, but it is a bracha to be able and to both have the ability to help that it as a legacy. Right, a hundred percent. There's it also is a legacy. You know, um, 
right now it's hard to see that sometimes. You know, the grass looks greener elsewhere. And again, when we did a caregiver support group here, we did one in far, we actually did one in Cedarhurst for a while. We just picked a central location. I had three caregivers from the same block, and none of them loved their parents. And yet they were neighbors. Wow. Yeah, you had mentioned some previous conversation I had had with somebody in that the reason when the masks drop down on an air should uh, oxygen flow be right. necessary. The reason you put it on yourself and then you put it on the person sitting next to you is because if you do not take care of yourself, who will be there to taste? And good advice for those caregivers because exactly. it's important for the caregiver to take a breath, to take a beat. And as you're mentioning, you know, being part of some kind of a support group, even if it's on, you know, a bi-monthly basis, knowing that that support group exists and looking forward to the next time it meets is an opportunity to give yourself that kind of, um, that kind of strength in between sessions. A hundred percent. And people know that they can reach out and people know that they're not alone. Often we, we, when we're in the midst, we're in the middle of taking care of everything and you're so busy and you don't take the time, the ability to come out, the ability to know that you're not alone kind of helps you get through that time period. One of the tricks, one of the things we talk about in our group besides just giving practical advice, because you do need practical advice when you're a caregiver, but we also talk about how do you say, listen, sometimes this is really difficult. This isn't what you signed up for, but you kind of have to do this, and sometimes you want to complain, mope, and just feel bad for yourself. <laughs> so we help people know that there can be certain times during the day. Let's say you pick a time at night between 8 and 8.15. You're going to feel sad for yourself. You're going to feel sorry for yourself. And you're going to be upset. And you, But you know that it's only between 8 and 8.15 I'm going to allow myself to get mm. to that abyss. Mm. So, so it kind of helps you even during the day when you're feeling very overwhelmed. Oh, I have to wait till 8 o'clock. And at 8 o'clock... I can, whether it be with a friend, whether it be by yourself, whether whatever it is, you know you have that time. Right. You've allowed yourself that time, and it kind of holds you to, okay, just have to make it to 8 o'clock. And when 8.15 is over, you get right back into the trenches. It's a very good, it's a very good technique. We only have a few minutes left. I do want to make mention of um, OHEL's Project HEAL, which is creating active and rewarding lives for seniors. Can you tell us about that? So, yes, sure. That is a program we've had for 10 years. It's now expanded to a much more major program where we are able to see older adults in their homes to deal with feelings of depression and anxiety. There is no charge at this point, and we're still funded by the government to go into people's homes in Brooklyn, Queens, and Staten Island. And we, see, we also do health fairs, we do talks, and we are able to see families. And again, we're licensed therapists going into the home. We've been able to stretch a little bit outside, let's say, in the Long Island area by using other kinds of grants or other kinds of therapists that are able to see people because we do recognize that people kind of grow and live in different places. It's a great opportunity for OHEL. Um, if someone is living in the Bronx or Manhattan where this grant is also, we have colleagues that are able to do that and we happily refer to them. We've all been trained in uh, cognitive behavioral therapy that's been proven effective for older adults. 
we, you know, so we then are able to kind of reach a lot, we reach a lot of people this way. And I think that that's something we've been able to do for seniors. We recognize that if the senior is feeling better about themselves, it does really help the family as well as their own quality of life. And if I can say that that's why we've developed a lunch and learn program for seniors that we have for women out here in the Far Rockaway Five Towns area. Again, one that's expanding to Brooklyn now that we're in our new space. Amazing. Amazing. And that And that is for anyone out here. It's a very inspiring. Michal Horowitz gives a class to women 65 and up. And we are, the ages are 65 to 95. We have women that come every week to learn. They have a little lunch and they've made friends. And again, they become their own support group. Right. So those are things that are, you know, we have caregivers that say, I need something for my mom to do. She doesn't just want to go to the senior center. So we're looking for activities that are helpful and also meaningful. A hundred percent. You can go to ohealthfamily.org for more information. It's www.ohealthfamily.org. You can always call OHEL, OHEL, because they are always on calls, 1-800-603-OHEL. That's O-H-E-L. Harriet Blank, I thank you very much for your time. Um, Thank you. Continue. Good luck with your caregiving. Thank you. Thank you. We should all... Take a break. As you mentioned before, it certainly is a bracha. It is a bracha that everyone should be able to have. So I thank you very, very much for your time and certainly for your guidance. Thank you. Have a good day, everyone. You, you too, Shana Tova. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network. A full afternoon of programming continues right after this program. The live lunch starts at twelve at eleven o'clock. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, fine, Yoni. I love this song. Can I hear it? If you hear those, there you go. If you hear those opening chords, you know that it is going to be a TBT moment. It is Asher Baraba, Miami Boys Choir. I think this is either 1987 or 1988. Um, I shudder to say that I remember growing up with this song and singing this song at the top of my lungs. But frankly, there are too many smachot to pass it by. It is really a fantastic, fantastic I mean, you can't even talk on top of it, Yoni. It's wrong. Um, anyway, full afternoon programming continues right after this program. The live lunch starts at 11 o'clock. Hosted by Nahum Siegel. And as Nahum mentioned, at 12 o'clock, Gabe Geller will be joining us from Kedem. It is the National Cabernet Sauvignon Day, and we will be taking part of that in part in that here in the live lunch. And as we mentioned, also, there will be a number of giveaways during the live lunch, so you do not want to miss that. One o'clock is TBT, Throwback Thursday, JMAM from years past. Four o'clock is JM Rewind Encore. 7 p.m. Arab Shabbos Show with Mark Zamek, brought to you by our friends by our friends at KEDM. Tomorrow morning, join Nachum as he hosts JMAM live from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Hold on for the high part. That's Stewie Beanstalk in his heyday, folks. Yeah, if you're a kid of the 80s, you know this song. Come on. Anyway, 6 to 9 tomorrow morning. It's JM in the AM. And then at 9 a.m., a brand new episode of Table for Two with Naomi Nachman. We'll talk with Gabe a little bit about that today. He'll be on with Naomi tomorrow morning. And then at 10 a.m., it is an encore of the Arab Shabbos show from this evening. Saturday Night Seagull, 9 p.m. Eastern Time with Avrami. And then Sunday morning, 7 a.m., JM Sunday with Matas. A mazel tov to Rita and Daniel Goldberg, who are marrying off their son Yisrael tonight. 
to Annie Ridholtz, daughter of Michelle Ridholtz and the late Bruce Ridholtz of Teaneck. Looking forward to that simcha and other smachot. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. Oh!